Hey there, you're listening to Starting the Conversation, the podcast which is all about communicating the real-life narrative of being an entrepreneurial woman. I'm your host, Alice Burnham, and if you're ready to be inspired and fall one step closer to your dream career, then keep on listening. Welcome to episode number 13, where I'm going to be walking you through five ways to upscale your content creation. But to start, let me ask you the question, how hard is your content working for your business? I'll begin by mentioning that when I'm talking about content, I'm not talking about Instagram posts or tweets. I'm talking about large pieces of content, such as blogs, videos, podcasts, or newsletters. The content which we pour large amounts of our time and our energy into. Regardless of which platforms you're on and what your digital strategy is, I can pretty much guarantee that something that will feature in everything you do is content. Content is such a vital part of online marketing. But that being said, it's so easy for it to take over and become something which sucks all the time, resources and energy out of our businesses. I see it time and time again, both in my business and in the businesses of the clients that I work with. We're spending hours creating content but the work and the time that we put into creating it is in no way relative to how effective it is and how well it's being received. Have you ever created an incredible piece of content and felt totally disappointed at the lack of response or views it got? I know that I have. (laughs) Or I've created a remarkable piece, but I have no idea how to promote it and actually get people to engage with it. Well, if you relate to either of those, then today's episode is for you, because I'm going to be walking you through five ways that your content can work harder for you. If you're ready to dive in, let's get started. The first technique we're going to talk about is balancing quality with quantity. I get it. We hear it time and time again in digital marketing. Consistency of content is vital. Keep posting, keep putting stuff out there. And yes, I agree. But as marketers, we need to ensure that we're not sacrificing quality for the sake of quantity. It's worth acknowledging that these days, content is everywhere. Let me just tell you, your ideal client and your followers have loads of other blog posts, podcast episodes, or newsletters that they could be engaging with. So you need to consider what makes yours different and why should they be engaging with yours. If you're churning out three blog posts a week, but they're not performing as you'd like or as you think they should, Try putting that same energy into creating one or two, which are of an incredibly high quality. One piece of content which is value-adding, value-adding, relevant for your ideal client and in line with your business, will be far more effective than three or four which are just average. Now don't get me wrong, I do agree that consistency of content is important. If you want to be nurturing and serving an audience, being consistent in the content you're putting out there is vital. But to me, it isn't a choice between quality or quantity. It's a balance. Choose a content schedule which ensures that you're posting new content consistently, but also prioritises the quality of what you're putting out there. So that's number one. Super simple. Balance quality with quantity. Now my second tip for upscaling your content creation is to make a piece of content work on multiple mediums. Often when we create content, well no, not often, this is true, we should always be considering and acknowledging the end consumer in mind, who it's intended for, who we want to be reading this blog post or watching this video. And with that being said though, there isn't one type of content which all of your followers will have a preference for. 
since I realized earlier this year that my content wasn't having the impact that I felt it deserved, I've begun to take one piece of content and translate it across multiple platforms and mediums. Take this episode and this content for an example. I'm guessing you're either listening to this or you're reading it. And that's because I've translated it both into a blog post and into a podcast episode. And the reason that I've done that is that if it would just be audio or just be a blog, I know that I'd be missing out on a large group of people who prefer to read or who prefer to listen. I value the work and the expertise that I put into this content, and I'd hate to think that I'm missing out on people that are going to engage with it just because of the way I've presented it. Now, I know that our time is limited and I'm not telling you to put every piece of content into a video, podcast, blog and newsletter. I think that's a bit ridiculous and quite frankly, people probably won't engage with it. But what I am saying is consider, do you have pieces of content which can be easily translated into another medium? I still make blogs which never turn into podcast episodes and I still post newsletters which never make it onto my blog. However, when I'm putting out something out there which I know is of a particular high quality and value, I ask myself, can I easily translate this into a different medium so that I can reach a bigger audience? If you host a podcast, could you video the interview-based episodes and put it onto YouTube for people that want to watch? If you send out a weekly newsletter, could you integrate parts of that into a blog post for those outside of your list to access? And hey, ideally it's going to entice them to sign up, right? So that's tip number two. Consider translating your top pieces of content into multiple mediums, but of course ensure that you're doing it efficiently. Don't go rewriting absolutely everything you create because frankly we do not have the time for that. Now tip number three for getting your content to work harder for you is to integrate your blogs into your website. This tip is particularly focused on blogs as they're often what we're housing on our websites, but you can probably translate it to any other piece of content. Now, if you're listening and you have a blog, I'm going to take a guess that if I went to your website, I could find it under the blog tab on your menu. Yep, probably true. But if that's the only space that people can access your blogs on your site, then you're totally missing out on getting more views. I mentioned it before, but it's totally true that your ideal client is surrounded by content. So as a marketer, you need to find creative ways to promote your content to them effectively. Instead of just housing your blogs on the blog section of your website, you need to be integrating your blog content throughout your site where it can be relevant to the user. See, unless a user is actively looking for your content, I'm just going to say it, they're unlikely to click straight to your blog page if they're navigating through your website. For my website and for many others, on average people look at one to two pages for about a minute and a half. And I can bet that about 80% of the people doing that are not clicking onto the blog section. Consider how your blog content, specifically the pieces which are of the highest quality, can be integrated throughout the rest of the site on pages which naturally get the most traffic. Use your blogs to enrich the content which is already on the other pages. If you don't get what I mean, let me give you a few examples. If you have a blog which tells the full story of your business, or maybe tells an element of your story, link that on your About Me page. If you're a wedding photographer and you showcase your shoots via blogs, link to your favourite one on your services page so that potential brides can explore your work further. If people are hesitant to get in touch and book your services, 
Integrate one of your super value-adding blogs onto your Contact Me page to convince people of your expertise in that final step of contacting you. Have a look at your website. Consider which pages people usually navigate to the most. You're probably going to look at your homepage, your About Me page and your services. And then have a look at your blogs. Could you integrate one blog into each of those pages to enrich the content which is already there, add value to that user experience and encourage people to engage with your content? You particularly want to be looking at your frequently visited pages so that it can be organic in the way that people find your content. So that was tip number three, integrate your blogs into your website. Tip number four is promote your content with a why and don't be afraid to rinse and repeat. So you've now got a piece of content which you believe is of a high quality, but how in the world do you get people to actually watch it, listen to it or read it? Let me be real, that is half of the problem that we face as marketers. But this technique is a simple one. Very often when we're sharing a piece of content on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, we include a caption which explains what the piece of content is and what it includes, which yes, is both true and useful, but when we consider that our aim is to encourage readers to click through to that piece of content, that is not the most convincing elevator pitch I've ever heard. When you're promoting a piece of content to your audience, which you truly believe has value for them, tell them why. Don't explain what the content is, explain why you created it, why they need to read it, and why it was made with them in mind. Write in a way that your words feel like they're speaking right to your ideal client and your followers. Because if your caption can already make them feel understood and valued, they're going to be far more likely to click through to that content because they're going to believe that it'll do the same. And on a side note, do not be creating a piece of remarkable content. Share it one time on every platform and then let it die. If you're following tip number one of creating quality content, your blog posts and videos should be able to stand the test of time and be just as valuable six months down the line as they are today. Don't be afraid to re-promote an old piece of content because if your audience is continually growing, that content will still be new to them. And hey, it totally saves us reinventing the wheel every single time we go to create something. So that's tip number four. Promote your content with a why and do not be afraid to rinse and repeat. Now looking at the fifth and final step of ways that we can upscale our content creation. Um, you may think it's obvious, but this one is to frame your content around your ideal, frame your content around your overall strategy. You may think this is an obvious one, um, but you would be totally surprised how many businesses I see making the mistake of creating remarkable content, but it has absolutely no relevance to their overall intention. It's easier than you'd think to get a great response from something you've created, but it actually be totally ineffective in the big picture sense. You can be doing all the other steps I've mentioned, but if the physical content and the topic of the content isn't in line with your business, your goals and your purpose, the rest of these details I'm talking about are fairly irrelevant. Let me just tell you this, if you can leave with one thing today, it's that before investing your time into a piece of content, ask yourself, how is this relevant to my ideal client and how is it moving them one step closer to being a customer? Whatever being a customer looks like, whether that's buying your product, booking your service, becoming a fan, joining your database, whatever. 
Hetchy did a recent episode about creating content which sells, which walks you through the theory behind creating content which does just that, and helps the person it's created for feel like it's made just for them. You can check it out at alicebenham.co.uk forward slash podcast, because I'm going to be real, I cannot fit all of that content and information into just a couple of minutes. So that's tip number five, frame your content around your overall strategy. Consider how it's relevant to both your ideal client and where they are on the process to purchasing from you. And I know that was a very brief explanation, so go and check out that other podcast episode because it explains it fully. So that was it, another Take 5 episode where I walked you through five ways that you can upscale your content creation and ensure that what you're putting out there gets the attention and the response that it deserves. Don't forget to check out the show notes at alicebenham.co.uk forward slash podcast and whilst you're at it, check out any of the other episodes. I would love to know what you think. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope that you found today's episode useful and I'd love to connect with you over on Instagram. Come and say hi. I would love to know your name. But until the next episode, we'll speak soon.